Welcome to Sweeping the Country one more time, a very special vault edition with one of my favorite singers of all time, Jimmy. I mean, I love this guy. And then the other guy, a lot of other people love, not necessarily me, but he has a place in society, that is for sure. Well, Tim McGraw is our first contestant today. He is one of my favorite people in Nashville. I really, uh, I asked, in fact, when we did the interview that you're going to hear, he was just sort of getting into the acting thing. And we talk about that, about him doing it, but he's gotten really good. Uh, he's been in several movies, yeah. but this last one, the TV series he did with Faith 1883 that he did for Taylor Sheridan, yeah. I mean, he was really good. And he's come full So You know, he was pretty good in Blind Side. I liked with him Sandra in that. Bullock. I don't think, when I see Tim McGraw, that I know was good. He I know he's dad. A, yeah, he, I know he's a singer and he's playing a part, but when I watched Tim McGraw, I don't think of him as a singer. So that means he's a pretty good actor, I think. Yeah. I mean, particularly with this old Western thing. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he was, he somehow got good riding horses somewhere along, along the way. I think that was when he was a kid, he was raised yeah. around horses. Yeah. So that's helped him a lot, you know, to be able to do that. But oh, anyway, yeah. uh, Tim was in a movie called Flicka, uh, which was a horse story movie. that was really good. And, yeah. And we've known each other for a while and we, we both have three daughters and, you know, we, we both have gone days when we never see a man, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that. We, we talk about that in this, Tim's been a good dad and, um, uh, you know, Faith Hill's beautiful and talented. Of course. And, uh, like he says here, we talk about him being married to her and we talked about a little bit of everything. It's kind of odd having you across the street from me here doing a movie mm-hmm. interview. It is. How's your acting career going? Going well. I mean, having a lot of fun. I mean, I'm working with Billy Bob Thornton, who to me is one of the best actors that we have. And learning a lot. Well, yeah. let me tell you what he said about you yesterday. Uh-oh. He said, I said, how's Tim doing? He said, Tim is a natural. I did. Well, I'm good. From his well, I knew, lips you know, I knew you had the look. I mean, you've been doing videos. It's been like being in the movies your whole life because you do have to be a kind of a kind of a halfway movie star just to do a music video, don't you? Well, you know, the difference is, it, it, it's, it's a big difference because when you're doing videos, you, you, you look at the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. You all, so now when you're doing, right. you can't look at the camera. So it's so hard to be, you're used to performing to the camera, then you don't. So what I have to do is just not know where the cameras are and just go out and kind of. How about delivering dialogue? That's, that's you know, listening back to it is not so fun, but doing, doing it, it's, it's all right. But I'm learning, you know, it's something that I, I don't, learn. I don't think I could. I would. I ever see myself being an actor, you know, going out and being calling myself an actor. But, but I love. It's fun. It's fun to do. And, and and when there's things that come along that I feel like I can do a good job at, then I'll be glad to do them if I think I can. Now, when you go on stage now, you don't get stage fright anymore, do you? I don't get stage. I get nervous, which is fun. Which is good. It's good. You use it to your advantage. Did you nothing. almost throw up the first day you had a big scene? No. In the movie, or did you handle like it all right? That. You sleep I, good the night before I, and all that. I didn't sleep very good the night before, but I handled it all right. But, I didn't get that nervous, but uh, and of course everybody on the movie and Pete, the director Pete Berg, everybody makes it really comfortable for me. So, so what role is music in your life now? I mean, is it still is it sixty forty? Is it seventy thirty? Music eighty twenty? What is it? Well, music is still that's how I make my living. I'm always, I mean that's the thing that I most enjoy doing. There's nothing like for me. I mean, the three minutes before you walk out on stage when you're standing under the stage and the crowd rumbling, the lights go out and, and the energy that you feel. Those three those three minutes are are the most spectacular feeling besides your family and your wife and your kids that you could ever have. I mean, it, it's, it's just such a euphoric feeling that I, I could, could never, ever say that that wasn't 
the evidence. But you're at a point in your life now where you don't want to go out there and do what Kenny's doing and be on the road all year long. I can't. I don't want to do it all all year long. I, 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 I'm luckily, you know, we got big crowds. So, you know, we can go play at places and people can come see us instead of having to hit every place along the, along the line. But you know, to go out and have twenty or thirty thousand people there, it, it's hard hard to walk away from that and not want to do that. But luckily. The, the careers, knock on wood, everything's gone so well for us that, that we can go out and do 30 or 40 shows in a year in a run and kind of be done for a year. Well, you know, I've, I've, always, I've told you this, and it's what ballads sell, but I've always liked you as an up-tempo artist. But you just, you know, the, the people, the girls want to hear you sing a love song, don't they? I guess. I, you know, and as, as an artist, you love singing ballads. I mean, it's just fun to sing a ballad. I mean, probably anybody that drives along in their car love to sing along with a ballad. But it's easier to sing an up-tempo. It's a lot, lot let more relaxing singing an up-tempo song when you're on stage. But you still love the recording aspect, or are you more? You still they, what gets you going in the morning is knowing you're going to get on stage that night in front of a eighty, seventy thousand. Well, that's people. by far that's the biggest thrill. That's the biggest thrill is going on stage. I mean, that's I mean I can't ever remember as a kid growing up and and you know dreaming of, of being in the studio with headphones on and recording it's always you know being sweaty and slinging your hair around for me and you as much hair as we got <laughs> slinging it around and be you know being in a, on stage that was that was the thrill and that's that's still the thrill that's still the biggest thrill of everything that you do musically well i think yeah. those of us who have watched you since day one and even pre-day one when you used to come around crook and chase yeah when no one knew who you were uh it's Absolutely. been great watching your success and to see you here in a hollywood interview and going into that aspect is really cool well thank i'm you, really man. happy thank for you. you i appreciate all the help. Tim McGraw, the son of baseball player Tug McGraw. Say what? Who was uh, Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets. Yeah, and, I, I rumor uh, has it, and you know, because you know Tim McGraw, but rumor has it he had a poster in his room of Tug before he knew that was his dad. Yeah, something like that. Is that, that right? It, I mean, it's because his mother raised him. Yeah. And, and he didn't know that Tug was his dad until much later That's on and i don't remember you know it's been a long time yeah. since that story was out yeah yeah but he and the dad got close there oh and, they uh, did yeah in fact that's who that's who came i, I met tim through tug i mean really? tim was you know he, he was walking i think we told the story in this interview about his dad was walking around our tv show with autographing baseballs yeah, yeah. but the reason that he was even there was he was trying to introduce everybody to his son that was going to be a big country music star. And sure enough, he was right and, about and it. And as it turned out, but his dad was opening doors wow. for him. Well, good. You know, playing good. off the McGraw name and stuff. So Why not? that was great. Now, this next guy, I watched him, you know, over the years. I knew who he was, <laughs> Wayne Newton. Yeah. He was Mr. Las Vegas, Dunk you know. Shane. And, <laughs> and Donkey, well, yes, I call it Donkey Shane, you know, <laughs> with that song. Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast was another song that he had. Oh but, basically, but more than that, he was... He was Mr. Las Vegas, and until I saw his show in Las Vegas, yeah, uh, he could play like every instrument in the band. And really? I mean, he was an amazing entertainer. That's why he was an amazing entertainer, and still is. But he he, he was certainly in his prime, really something else. He was like a male version of Barbara Mandrell. Yeah. He could play every instrument, sing everything, and do everything. Wayne could do all that, too. And he played a TV preacher in a James Bond movie, License to Kill. He which was, was the, in that? Yeah, he was the TV preacher. I'll have in to there. go back and look now. And uh, that was the second movie for Timothy Dalton. And uh, he was he was a corrupt, kind of lecherous uh, yeah. TV preacher, but he was really good at it. So the first time I ever met him 
was in Key West, and we were doing these interviews for the Bond movie in Key West. So I, we had a rain delay because we were doing them outside. Yeah, yeah. Under palm trees, you know, where you had the, you have the water behind us and all that stuff. So we got to talking, and you know, and then I and we we had a long long chat before we ever did the TV interview. We never met each other, and so we liked each other kind of instantly and yeah. talked music and talked you know everything. And so uh, we do the interview, and he said, "Are you going to stay for the party tonight?" And I said, "No." I've got to go back. My oldest, my, my only child at the time, I think, was uh, was going to have a birthday party, and I wanted to get there. He said, oh, that's so sweet. I have a daughter, too, and I do totally understand you leaving a party to go be at your daughter's birthday party. Yeah, yeah, for he sure. He said, what's her name? And I said, Michelle. And he said, well, that's just great. And, uh, you know, we, we parted ways. So I leave Key West. I get back to Nashville. When I get back to Nashville that night or the next day or whenever, all these flowers came with balloons oh my gosh. from Wayne Newton. And it oh said, happy birthday, your friend Wayne. Oh, and my so gosh. He, to Michelle. And I made her write him, you know, when she could barely write, but she was she put something together that I got back to him. And then we met in Vegas. I think, I, well, I was, I was a creative consultant on a television show with Ralph Emery, mm -hmm. and he was a guest on it, and he wanted to – play me some new music he had done. So we went out to the car in my car and listened to new music. He I, had love done. And, I love it. I love it. Then we went to Vegas and man, he took care of me. Uh, he showed me, he, he was playing the Hilton mm -hmm. and he took me up the back elevator that goes to the Elvis condos up there at the top and, yeah, yeah. and showed me all the back elevators and all that stuff. And, you know, he was just, he was wonderful to me and we got to be, we lost touch in the last probably eight or nine, 10 years but I bet we could renew it pretty quickly. He's he's an interesting man. I mean, he got taken advantage of by his best friend, who was his manager, stole money Oof. and put him in a big mess in there. So, I mean, a lot of things. With He's a misunderstood character. He's almost a caricature. But the man is very, very, very interesting. Randy Quaid told me, he said he was really proud of you and that said, you know, you made a lot of fun of his image, and you have to know who you are before you can start messing with who you are. <laughs> so you didn't mind uh, him patting your hair and, and playing the Las Vegas thing with you? Not at all. In fact, I loved it. And uh, uh, I think that hopefully it showed a side of me that a lot of people do not realize exists. And that is, I'm the last guy in the world to take myself serious. You know, Elvis was a lot that way. Elvis played with his image a lot more than people thought because he never took it serious you know the whole sex symbol thing he thought was hilarious mm -hmm. and uh so i think that once you are comfortable with who you are then you can expand it to the point and play with it to the point within certain confines within certain limitations with when i saw this the script the first time it had wayne newton a real sleazebag and so in talking to Jerry Weintraub and, and the director, uh, Steve, I said, look, I, I think we can handle and accomplish the same thing by giving Wayne Newton some, uh, you know, um, uh, saving graces, if you will. Otherwise, we have to give us the time, Joe. Uh, you got it. Day, you right? got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is, is there one regret that you have? I mean, you, you've, inter you've performed for everybody. You're one of the greatest on-stage performers. I'd put you up against anybody that's ever been out there. Thank you. But does it still kind of irritate you that you hadn't had a bigger recording career? Not really. Uh, I, I wish that it had gone in a because different way. Because they can't way. seem to capture what I guess I'm going to here. 
they can't capture what I see on stage in the recording studio with you. And I don't know how, why that is, but it has never been captured. I think that if, if I were to answer why that is, uh, it would be the same reason why I've never been able to really recreate that on television to a certain extent when I was doing, and I'm still doing specials and that kind of thing. And the reason is that I, I figured out a long time ago that what I do on stage has to be me. Uh, meaning that I can pick up ideas, but I have to develop it. I have to be the genesis from which that comes, or if not, I'm not doing me. I'm doing you. Mm -hmm. If it was your idea and you brought it to me, I'm doing you. And so when I'm doing recordings, I have a record producer. Well, they have a concept of what Wayne Newton should sound like, what he should sing, what he should do, and I end up doing their concept of Wayne Newton. And I have only done my latest album, which was uh, my biggest album in a long, long time, that I absolutely produced myself. You can't catch lightning in a bottle. That's, That's what it, it boils down to. That's it. You know, he's still playing Vegas today. Is he but really? He still is. You know what I remember I him from? You, you brought up Vegas, but you, I remember, I was introduced. My, my dad's era, I mean, they all grew up with him, right, singing all these great yeah. songs. But I didn't. And so where I was introduced to him was in the Chevy Chase vacation, Vegas vacation yes, movie. Yeah. And I saw him in that, and I was like, who is this character? He is yeah, he's, like you know, Elvis. The mama goes out there to see him. Yeah, or right. Something. Oh, I can't they, remember she how that sees goes. him all right. Yeah, that's right. He's trying to seduce him. And, yeah. uh, you know, anyway, that's another time when we had a chance to talk. Bless you, Professor Joe. <laughs> did a good job as a TV preacher. Did you watch a lot of PTL Club before you uh, did the movie, or what? Well, now, without nailing me down to one, mm -hmm. uh, I watched them all. I really did. I, my, my dad is a big fan of Jimmy Swaggart, uh, as am I. And uh, I watched the PTL, and I watched Swaggart, and I watched the, the ones out of Texas and the ones out of L.A., and, and, uh, and all of them I could watch. I studied him for, for about three months. And you came up with Professor Joe. Professor Joe, I hope, uh, was what I perceived the thread that ties all these people together to be. And that is that they, they believe that what they're saying is correct mm -hmm. and they believe that what they're doing is correct and that they believe that their mortal being is less important than the job that they're accomplishing and i i tend to agree with that philosophy but they like cash wayne they like cash. <laughs> have well that's dreams. the human part i'm talking about you see and and when when uh, uh joe butcher was dealt with the option of here is money and also a gorgeous lady he did give in to being human. <laughs> now, when you were 16, I heard you say that you almost were asked to be a preacher once. They thought you would be good at it or something. As a matter of fact, I was taken to one of the major agencies in Los Angeles, and I was actually 13. And uh, I auditioned, and the very big-name agents uh, came out to see my parents, and they said he is so young that there's nothing we can do for him now but it would be our recommendation that he give up this kind of show business and become an evangelist. Obviously you decline. Yes, uh, and I would have probably had a steadier job had I done that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it does have a little up and down in the music business. Now you've got a new uh, album, a new record, so I know you're excited about that. Well, this is a very exciting uh, time in my life, uh, this film coming out. I'm in the process of doing a new film in L.A. with Andrew Dice Clay and Priscilla Presley. It'll be out next summer. 
my album is going to be released, I think, on the 24th of this month, uh, called Coming Home. Uh, speaking of my roots, mm -hmm. uh, country album. Uh, my new single is just out, and that looks like it's going to chart this week in the mid-60s. Uh, and I've got an autobiography coming out around October and November, so it's a busy year. You're pushing, you're pushing. How is your public persona against your private? I mean, do I didn't know what to expect today. You're really a normal, uh, down-to-earth guy, you know, but... All you I kind get. of stay pretty private with your life? Not really. I mean, as private as, as we all, you know, want to be, obviously, I, I take my daughter to school every morning mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and pick her up every afternoon. Uh, but I found out a long time ago that, that it would be impossible for me to fulfill any, any desires or fantasies that other people had about me. Hmm. Because all those fantasies differ. Yeah. And the only shot I had in life was to be what I am, whatever that is, and uh, people either take it or leave it. But you're basically a sportsman. You like horses. You like the open country. I love the open country, and uh, that's why I have such a problem with places like New York, because mm -hmm. I can't find grass anywhere. You know, I gotta, I gotta be out in the fresh air, and I, I ride horses, and I fly helicopter, and I, I water ski, and, and I enjoy just being out. How important is music to your life? Music very important, but it's I've, I've determined that it wasn't going to own me. That mm -hmm. that we in this industry can get to the point where we eat, sleep, think, eat, show business, music. Obsessed. Obsessed. And at that point, we lose it. So I determined and have worked very hard to maintain other interests and not let that happen to me. Well, certainly the greatest performer in Las Vegas and, uh, and a wonderful television preacher. <laughs> you know, I'll send you $5 when I get home. Bless your well, heart. Bless you. <laughs> Wayne Newton and Tim McGraw, two unlikely people to be on the same show. Jimmy, but would you say I that? I don't know why I decided to put them together. I'll, they're both singers after, and they're both actors. I can tell you why. After listening to both of them, they're both the nicest guys in the world. They are nice. I mean, they're honestly. They're gentlemen. They're both gentlemen. Earth. You get that every week right here on The Vault on Sweeping the Country. And I don't know what you got up your sleeve for next week. All I know is it's going to be good. They get better and better and better every week. And for people that want to go see the actual video, uh, Jimmy, of the interview, what's the best place to do that? There's a YouTube channel uh, for Ask Jimmy Carter. And how you get there, you know, there's another Jimmy Carter, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. And, President, uh, yeah. And it gets confusing sometimes on the internet. Sure, uh, with him, and uh, I get I've gotten his mail before. Have you really? We we, we cross paths on. You don't have any top YouTube secret and things documents. like that. So anyway, ask Jimmy Carter. You should be able to find it. Uh, it'll certainly be one of your choices. Anyway, and you can figure it out. There's a YouTube channel. There you go. AskJimmyCarter.com. Of course, you can always email us there too, or you can email me, WalkerDerek at gmail.com. Until next week on Sweeping the Country, another great vault episode. I'm Derek Walker. I'm Jimmy Carter. Good day. Good day.